Hi, I'm Aspen. And I'm Josiah. And this is Asking for a Friend. A podcast about restoring people's hearts through sharing each other's stories. Where every week we have a new conversation with a new friend. Cause I'm asking for a friend. And then we're here with Tate. We're here. Hello. Hi, Tate. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. We're doing great. Yeah. So Tate is our friend, me and Aspen's friend from work and from life. Mm. Yes. And he's on the podcast today. He actually has a podcast of his own. I did. Yes. You did. I used to. It hasn't been active for quite a while because it got hard because once we were doing it, everybody kind of spread out and went their own ways like... One of the guys that started it with us is in New York. The other girl, Megan, is in Chicago, and then I'm here. So it was just kind of like yeah. one of those things that we tried doing like remote things. It was a podcast where we were kind of talking about this before we started shooting, but it was it was a podcast about getting novice writers um, and getting their work out. It was called The Newcomers Podcast, and the episodes are still out. We only did a couple, but uh, it was really fun to do. That's awesome. We tried having people record it from home with like sit in your closet and yeah. talk into your your little thing on your headphones and try cover to yourself it with a blanket and put a microphone. Yeah, and <laughs> it just it got to the point where, as the technical director, I was not having very much fun yeah. doing it anymore. Lots so. of denoising. Yeah. Oh. Oh gosh. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was quite a process. So. Yeah, so we're really excited to have Tate on. He is an incredibly talented musician, technician, Something friend. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just an all-around good guy. So um, we're super stoked to have you, man. Thank you. I know you, you're involved in a ton of different creative projects everywhere from music to writing to podcast to theater to mm-hmm. video. So tell us just a little bit about your background in the creative world, what you're passionate about. Yeah. So I grew up in Van Wert, Ohio. It was a small, well, was, it got blown off the face of the earth, actually. No, it was, uh, it's a small (laughs) town in Northwest Ohio. I grew up uh, taking guitar lessons, that kind of, you know, basic Midwest thing of like, there was nothing else to do. I wanted to be a drummer. Drumming didn't work out. My dad didn't want to buy a drum kit, so I started playing guitar, which kind of got me jump-started into doing music and stuff like that. Uh, I was playing in cover bands uh, where we played like country and rock, but we were like the novelty kid band, so we were all like 10 and 12-year-olds who would go play bars every weekend and like make a ton of money, actually, like just like kids who could play Ring of Fire, like kind of. (laughs) (laughs) so we were like the novelty in our area um did they tip you in drinks as a 10 or 12 year old i wish they would have (laughs) i actually saw so many bar fights like as a kid like yeah yeah formative experiences it really was yeah character well well yeah because i would be like 12 years old like carrying out my little fender 60 watt amp and like people are like throwing bottles and stuff it was <laughs> it was nuts but uh yeah so I did that for like a really long time and then as I got older I didn't want to be doing cover bands and bars anymore and I didn't want to play country music or rock or classic just the stuff that I had been playing the whole time so I started a band called Forgery at Best. And that was the first time I dabbled with like writing and doing original music and stuff, which was super, super formative. Um, getting the chance to like actually go to real recording studios and play mm. venues and travel and do touring like from like 16 was when that yeah. like really started like doing gigs. And so just being able to go out and like really see the creative side of music, there's a lot more than just like, 
playing songs that somebody else wrote. So that kind of led me to Nashville eventually after that all stopped and I started doing technician work, general audio technician mostly. And yeah, I still play quite a bit on my own, but I've really found that through my career of like helping other people do live shows, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel more fulfilled than me doing the show. It's a lot less pressure. I think I would love to do like a coffee shop again, like just play a acoustic set at a coffee shop, but I don't really want to play rock music anymore. Maybe we'll have a asking for a friend showcase at a coffee oh, yeah. shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even people who don't play music, they can yeah. just get up there and smack a keyboard. I think that's exactly. great. <laughs> yeah. That'll be awesome. Exactly. There was a, there was a jazz album written by, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he does the main voice on Bob's burgers and, mm. yeah. uh, but he created a jazz album that he doesn't play jazz piano at all. And so he's with all these famous like big band jazz musicians like playing these sets and it cuts to him. He's like, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's incredible. Is that Seth MacFarlane? Because I know he's a jazz guy too. It's, I can't remember his name. (laughs) He's so good though. If you know who Tate's talking about, put it in the comments. Yeah. Shout out. We'll we'll get him a couple more views. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about, just because I know you, I know your story a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about your mental health journey and your creativity and how those two kind of come together? Sometimes well, sometimes not. (laughs) Sometimes like really not well. Um, Mental health has been a big thing for me for a long time that I still feel like I'm working on and I think is a constant journey. I don't think there's ever a point where it's like, okay, I'm better now. Like, you know, healthy and good. But my mental health and creativity I feel like a lot of people go through the fight of like, if I get healthy, am I still going to have all the parts of me that make my art good Mm -hmm. or whatever? Yeah, Um, that like tortured artist trope. Yeah, trope is definitely the right word. It's people feel like they have to be unhinged and unbalanced to be able to make good things. And Mm. I... I think I really ascribed to that thought as well until I got a little bit older and started addressing my mental health Mm. for my life and not for the sake of the things that I make. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's one of those things where I wanted to get healthier, so I found a doctor that I trust and I got prescribed medications and some of them worked, some of them didn't. And like for me personally, medication recently has been extremely helpful to like help level myself out Mm -hmm. and I found that it doesn't really impede my creative process I feel like Mm. now that I am more centered I'm able to focus on my projects a lot more because before it was like yeah every now and then I come up with a good idea that like feels like I'm rending my heart for this Mm -hmm. project and that sort of thing um I definitely can relate to the, you feel like your creativity is fueling you when you're in those moments of turmoil. And vice versa. You think the mental health is fueling the creativity and the creativity is fueling you personally. But if it's not one in the same. And if you're not finding balance. Yeah. yeah. Like what does that turn into? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It, It can, I don't know. I found that like how I view myself in the world is much more important than the songs that Mm. I try to write in my bedroom or the doodles that I sketch out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like me feeling secure in who I am and putting myself first is just more important than that. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about work-life balance when it comes to that? Because I think creativity (laughs) and mental health play hand in hand, but there's also a balance into just living life. Yeah. I like to think that I work pretty hard 
I like yeah. to think that I have a hustle kind of can mindset. Can concur. Can yeah. concur. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've always been someone who, if I start something, I really want to finish it. Yeah. Like, so I went to school at Belmont University in Nashville for audio engineering. When I came and started learning how to be an audio technician and like trying to figure out like what that even means and what that work looks like, I had no idea. Like I had a 32 channel analog mixer that my grandmother had gifted to me when I was a kid for that cover band. So we would take Mm -hmm. it around and run our own sound and everything. And then that translated into DJing proms and events Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I never knew what I was doing. I would just plug stuff in. And if stuff came out of the speakers, I was lucky. And I was like, like, psyched. We all, yeah, Yeah, you guys guys know that feeling. Um, Yeah, and so I didn't know anything when I came to school and I figured I would change my major eventually and just move on to something else but like I found that once I got to college I didn't know what else I would be doing Mm -hmm. and so I was like well I started this and I don't know what other path there is I'm paying all this money to be here I don't Mm -hmm. I don't have private school money but I went to a private school Mm -hmm. funny enough so I'm (laughs) paying for it now I am definitely (laughs) paying for it now but yeah I've found that like my stick intuitiveness mm-hmm. um is like my best trait and my worst kind of enemy at times because mm-hmm. sometimes i just keep going until things are finished and then i've worked a 60 70 hour week yep. mm-hmm. uh, with no time off and i'm exhausted physically mentally mm-hmm. creatively everything yeah yeah i get that i totally get that yeah um I got a list of questions on my phone. Oh, good. Yeah. Fancy. Uh, yeah. yeah. The list of questions is a very famous thing in our group. There's, it is. It is a very good way to get to know one another. Yes. And like open up deeper. Yes, sure. it is. Can you describe an experience from your past that has been pivotal in shaping your character? Oh, my gosh. There's so many different routes that I could go. Um why don't you guys start it off? What is something that... I love you for yeah. switching it on us. Yeah, I've talked a yeah. lot this first half just with yeah. the introduction. What about you guys? Like, get the get the gears turning. Mm. You go first. You ask the question. Oh, man. I thought of the question. I didn't think of an answer. <laughs> turn it around. Oh, man. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> so I'll do something kind of recently. I talked a little bit on the first episode. Going through some serious heartbreak recently... One of the biggest pieces of advice I got was, well, pieces of encouragement was all the things that went wrong, it wasn't your fault. The things that other people were doing, it's not your fault. Um, I've also been told in my life, you need to learn how to care, not carry. Because <laughs> I'm mm. very prone to being overly empathetic and trying to take other people's problems on myself and mm-hmm. and try and take care of people that aren't my responsibility. So in this last season, I've learned how to have compassion for myself, but also learn how to let people deal with their own bullshit. <laughs> well, and especially in a romantic sense. Yeah. Like, that's a whole other bag yep. of worms. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? Like it's one thing to deal with like a coworker or deal with like your family, but yeah. like romantic relationship yeah. is just like a whole other it's ball. Hard. When your heart's out there, just yeah. like <laughs> yeah. it could be stomped on at any moment. And yeah. Yeah, that's hard. That vulnerability so, yeah. with yeah. anybody is just really yeah. hard and it really exposes a lot about what you want out Mm -hmm. of things Mm -hmm. yeah it's true so 
I wouldn't have met the person I think I'm going to marry if I didn't go through that. Right. So I'm really grateful to have gone through what I went through because now I'm with somebody who's just wonderful and loves me to pieces and I'm like certain we're going to get married here in mm -hmm. the next little bit. So it's it's cool to have gone on that journey and be on the other side and appreciate the mm -hmm. heartbreak yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not develop bitterness for the person or the people and, and you know, really respect what happened and respect that, you know, it just didn't work out and we're, we're kind of moving on and, mm -hmm. and learning how to respect each other and yeah, have a, have a good life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I promise this relates and it's like not to like derail. Have you guys seen everything everywhere all at once? No. no. Oh. <laughs> I love when Tate does this. Oh. Tell us about oh, it. I want to see it good. so bad. Oh my gosh. So Grace, my girlfriend and I went to go see it at the Belcourt Theater in Nashville. Amazing local theater. Mm. Um, shows a lot of indie movies, A24 stuff, but they also do midnight oh, yeah. premieres that are just the bomb. Shout out to Belcourt. It's Shout like out to Belcourt. One of those, I have not yeah, been. I have to go. It's like a hidden gem it is. in Nashville. It <laughs> it's, really is. It's seriously such a treasure though. But we went to see Everything Everywhere all at once and it kind of discusses... It's strange because it's like a movie where it's like it's about everything that's ever been possible. But mm -hmm. also we left the theater feeling like we had no questions. And yeah. it was dealing a lot with like the perception of time and the perception mm -hmm. of life and how uh, one of the things there's a scene where the mother is talking with her daughter and the mother is expressing all the things that she feels like her daughter has gone wrong. She says, you know, you've gained weight and you got a tattoo and you know, I hate tattoos and all this stuff. But still, there's something here that makes me want to be with you. Like, mm be here and be your mom and like have you as my daughter and this version of you. Mm. And I just mm. thought that was really powerful. Like what is the That's thing cool. that makes us want to stay when literally yeah. the reality is we could be yep. anything, go anywhere, but yeah. we choose to stay with people that we love. And why do we do that? Yeah. That's powerful. That's yeah. a great question. Such That's a good movie. A, Definitely recommend seeing it. It, thought it changed our lives. <laughs> yeah. It is like the one movie that I think I've ever seen that I would say is a 10. Wow. wow. I'm, I'm serious. Okay. And I'm very harsh. Hi, highly yeah. recommending. Highly recommend. Great. Two thumbs up from Tate. <laughs> Josiah, your turn to answer your own question. Um, So when I was, gosh, probably middle school age, I remember working on my bike out in the garage because, you know, when you're that, that age, you always got a bike and you ride around the neighborhood with friends and stuff. That was just what me and my brother did. Right. Couldn't figure something out. I think I was replacing the chain on it or something. And my dad comes out and he's like, hey, you need help with that? I'm like, no, no, I got it. I got it. So he lets me struggle with it for a couple more hours. He's like, okay, you, you need some help? Like, no, I got it. I got it. I got mm -hmm. it. I finally got it all together. Um, I think like four hours after I started on it. And then when I came back inside, he was like, I'm going to teach you a phrase that is going to help you in the rest of your life. A question. And that question is, can I have some help? You don't need to do it all on your own. Mm. So throughout my life, I have personally struggled with the idea that it's all up to me, mm. that I have to make this thing happen somehow mm -hmm. because I want to take on the responsibility. I want it to see, I want to see it be a success. Yeah. But every time I start down that road, my dad's question right. rings in my ears like, I can just ask for help if mm -hmm. I need to. I don't need to be ashamed of it. I don't need to try to do it all by myself when I've got people around me who want to help, who have the skills needed. And 
friends and family who love me and aren't going to shame me for not knowing everything. Yeah. So that's really good. I feel like all of us being project oriented people, because I think Mm -hmm. it's fair to say that I don't know what it is about the people that are creative or do, you know, creative Mm -hmm. type work and choose to submit themselves to that. The gluttons for punishment that, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, it's hard to admit that sometimes you don't have all the answers or you need assistance with something and recognizing that that isn't, it's not decreasing value from what you have or what you are capable of doing to get Mm -hmm. assistance with anything. If anything... It's so much better because if you yeah. get help, you'll be yeah. able to get it done faster. Yep. You'll be able mm-hmm. to have a higher chance of doing it right because you have mm-hmm. two heads to smack together rather than one yeah. against a brick wall. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things we're asking for help. Yeah. And I think it's important to put yourselves in situations and with people who are okay with you asking that question because not every environment is safe to ask that question. Oh, and yeah. that's a yeah. very important thing to notice. And it's very important to know when you need to jump out of those environments and important to know when you have a healthy environment around you that can oh totally be more collaborative so yeah totally i think i think i know i don't have a specific moment to point to mm-hmm. my relationship with my dad has always been like mm. very strange mm-hmm. uh he and my mother got divorced and he has a wife he's got mm-hmm. stepkids all that thing and i held on to a lot of bitterness for the longest time about mm-hmm. i don't even know just general angst about the situation i don't yeah. i don't really know where the core of like myself feeling hurt was like truly coming from but in recent years i've started letting the past go more and i Mm -hmm. have kind of accepted that like i know it's super cliche but like living in the now and trying to like you can keep eyes on the future you can like Mm -hmm. think about what happened before but obviously like right now is what you have and i just got tired of holding all the heaviness Mm -hmm. of being mad about something that happened when i was yeah Mm -hmm. 14 that happens to over half of the marriages in this country these days so like yeah You know, it's one of those things where I was constantly like anytime a discussion about my dad would come up, I was instantly just like angry and bitter and like Mm. just super negative about it. Mm -hmm. But like in recent years, my dad and I's relationship has been incredible. My dad texts me every week. He puts in a ton of effort, you know, doing audio text stuff. He's been able to come to my shows now and like find a grounding point for like what I do, because that's another thing. He's a small town, rural guy. He doesn't have a lot of context for the work that I do, doing concert production, doing AV integration, any of that stuff. You know, I can tell him I put speakers in, but he doesn't have a real representation of what that looks like physically. So um, one thing that happened recently that was like super, super awesome. He and my grandfather traveled to Nashville Mm -hmm. to see a theater production that I was working Mm -hmm. on. It was a very large scale production, Mm -hmm. really big show. And they came down to see it and it was like able to give them a reference point Mm. for my life and what that looks like for because my work is super important to me. My work is like I hate to say it because it's not very healthy to make your work your personality, but it's kind of hard not to at times. Yeah, I mean, it becomes a part of your identity when you care about it. It becomes I think it's okay for that to be a part of your identity. And it's even an important thing in a lot of ways, especially when, you know, you're passionate about what you do. But for it to be Mm -hmm. in your entire identity is not great. 
How do you guys um, feel about the concept of a dream job? Mm, that's a good question. Oh, man. That's a good question. So funny story about this. When I was hired at my current company, my boss asked me, well, what's your dream job? And I said, I don't know. I just mm -hmm. want to be creative in the industry and be paid for it. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. that's really my dream job is to be able to do the things that I love and make a living off of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think I have a really rare circumstance where I do get to do that and I do get to work my dream job, but I think that it's not something that was handed to me. It's something that I've had to create. I've had to make it my dream job, not, yeah. you know, I yeah. it's not like, oh, I've always wanted to do this or I've always wanted to do that. It's right. like, I found myself in this role in this team that supports me really well. Mm -hmm. And I get the opportunity to now live out my dream job. Right. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting one because like growing up in early 2000s youth group culture, mm -hmm. I was so bought into the idea of calling mm. and like, oh, I've got to be called to something. So I was always praying and asking like, God, what's my calling? What's my calling? What do you want me to do? And, um, yeah. <laughs> and I felt a call to ministry pretty early on, mm -hmm. but I knew I didn't want to be a pastor. I knew that's not the direction I went. So I kept praying like, God, what's my calling? What am I supposed to do? And then, you know, freshman year of college, they start offering a modern music program at my school. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I start doing that. And then I really feel the pull towards doing technical ministry. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, I'm like, okay, my dream job is to be a technical director at a church. Mm -hmm. Great. And I become a sound director, first job out of school. I'm like, okay, cool. I got my dream job. Now what? Now what? Now what? Yeah. Yep. And because there's a whole lot more. There's a yeah. whole lot a lot more life to do yeah. now. The thing that I always struggled with when I would work as one employee of one full-time entity, the thing that I always struggled with was I feel like I'm more than one yes. thing. Yeah. Even if that one thing is everything that I've ever dreamed about, everything mm -hmm. that I've ever hoped and wished, I can still see how I would feel like I need to mm -hmm. do something else. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like how that sort of like ethereal draw to the grass is greener on the other side just because yeah. you can't quite see it. So yeah. there's some sort mm -hmm. of draw there. Mm. But I get that. Yeah. Because like for me, like when I started going to school and started narrowing down like and thinking that I understood what college was supposed to do for me, I was mm -hmm. like, OK, well, I want the rest of my life to look like A. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't pursue these steps and follow step by step to get to A, mm. Then, then I must be a failure. Then I must be failing. Yeah. Like I'm mm -hmm. just completely lost. I'm one of the ones who is not working hard enough. You know, I don't mm -hmm. care about it enough. Like, right. and that just, it's so much bullets at you yeah. that you just don't need. Yeah. You just don't need. I asked that question because recently my mindset has shifted to work is a means to an end. We mm. need to pay our bills. Yeah. We need to have money. Mm -hmm. And for me, I want to enjoy and feel fulfilled by what I do. Right. But I've stopped thinking of it like if I don't find my career that right. is like this is the position that I was meant for. Like, mm -hmm. If I stop looking at it that way, I'm just so much happier. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't have a I don't have an A to get to. It's just mm -hmm. kind yeah. of however I get wherever to go as long as I like feel yeah. fulfilled and I'm making enough to pay my bills. Yeah. Like all I'm really supposed to do is live and die. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to circle back around to something you mentioned earlier when you were talking about your dad, and maybe we can kind of wrap yeah. it up here. Mm -hmm. You said, oh, well, 
you know, 40, 50% of marriages end this way. Yeah. And I think that it's important to recognize that the commonality of that situation doesn't minimize your experience at all. Oh, no. Or anybody else's mm. experience in that yeah. state. And like the reality is the commonality of mental health issues in mm. today's age. It doesn't minimize those personal experiences either. And I think the more that we can talk about it like this and be open with our friends, yeah. the more healing we can find yeah. in that. Totally. So I want to thank you for sharing, sharing oh, yeah. all that. And yeah. I, I firmly believe that like kindness is the way to get through yeah. like, and this is something that that movie talks about yeah. as well. <laughs> and it, I'm telling you, man, yeah. it put everything that I feel about life into such a nice little mm. easy bundle. But, um, we choose every day to be in the situations that we're yeah. in and like for better or for worse, like the best way to be is just to be and mm. like travel mm -hmm. through that and just, I may not be where I thought I would be. I may not be where I want to be. Um, whether that's with mental health, career, friendships, personal relationships, anything. Cause yeah. like there's a certain point where you struggle with every single one of those things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes all at once too. Sometimes yeah. all <laughs> at once yeah. and, and problems that you didn't even know were problems yeah. arise. But getting through those is just, I'm, be like the dude, man. Just, you gotta be the rock that yeah. just stays its course and moves with what happens. So, That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanna ask Tate uh, before we wrap up? Do you feel like we're in a good spot to? What is your favorite color? Blue. <laughs> Blue. Easy. Awesome. <laughs> Definitive. And there you have it. That was the answer we were all waiting for. Yes, Tate's exactly. favorite it's color is blue. That's the so. entire reason why we did this episode. Awesome so we want to thank question. you for coming on this episode and answering our critical question. Yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, this um, has been fun. We don't talk to people enough about like, hey, it's okay to not be okay. Or yeah. like, yeah. it's okay to not be stable in something. Yeah. And so having good friends yeah. to chat with is always yeah. just yeah. super wonderful. Well, thanks again for coming on and leave your comments in the comment section is yeah, that what it's comment called section. i feel like such a geezer whenever it comes to these ter <laughs> this terminology well, hey, wh where can people find you if they want to if they want to follow you or whatever if you want to follow me i mean there's not a whole lot to look at but uh instagram <laughs> is the big one so i think it's t-m-i-c-k-s five six seven yeah t-mix <laughs> t-mix five six seven go there follow the insta so keep up with tate keep up with us we'll continue to have good conversations with friends and we encourage you to do the same with the people in your lives. So this has been asking for a friend. We'll see you next time. Thanks guys. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Thanks everyone for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a rating and a comment to let others know that this is a podcast worth listening to. You can follow us on Instagram at friends for a podcast. That's friends for a podcast, all one word. We're also working on a website where you can find bios and additional resources related to our episodes and guests. We'll officially announce that here when complete. We hope you join us next week, but for now, remember to ask good questions, listen well, and be excellent. 